this engineer rolled out her best-selling product in the middle of a hurricane. Now, while continuing to work full-time, her Amazon business is generating $180,000 per year on only five to six hours of work per week. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And talk about serious sellers. I've got pretty much a rocket scientist on the line with me today. We're going to get into that a little bit later, but Yaixa, ¿cómo estás? How's it going? Muy bien. ¿Cómo estás, Bradley? ¿Cómo están todos? I'm doing great. Doing great. It's been now, um, what, a couple of years since I met you in person or a little over a year? A little over a year, but we've known each other for a couple of years now. Yes, yes. We were in the same Facebook groups for a while and I did a little Helium 10 meetup over there. So it was great to meet you and your your family in person. Now, I always start these episodes by getting into kind of like the origin story. And you definitely have an interesting one, I'm sure. I don't know exactly what your origin story is, so we're all about to find out together. So I'm assuming you were born and raised in Puerto Rico, right? Correct. And so growing up as a little girl, what did you aspire to be? Did you have any goals, even at a young age, of what you wanted to do for work in the future? I, I always knew I was going to be an engineer. Always. Wow. Wow. So like what kind of things would you do when you were little that was kind of like, oh, yeah, your parents said, yep, she's going to be an engineer or not? Legos. Legos. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Have you seen that new TV show, by the way? Oh, my God. I'm addicted to this new TV show about Legos. It's amazing. No, which one? It's called Lego Masters. You have to, you have oh. to check it out. Your whole family. It's like, it's a, it's adults. So, but kids will like it too. It's like these adults who are just like master Lego engineers, I guess you could say. And like, they're creating things that I didn't even know is humanly possible, but definitely check out that show. I will. They got a, they got a free, they got a free plug, but, but they use Helium 10 anyway. So uh, we give <laughs> shout out to Lego. So you knew you were going to be engineer, graduate high school and immediately went to university there yeah. in Puerto Rico for, for engineering. Yes, I went um, out of school to the University of Puerto Rico in Mayaguez. I got my uh, my degree there, and then I moved to Wisconsin, to Madison, Wisconsin, big change, um, and I got my master's in mechanical engineering at the University of Wisconsin. It's a little bit colder in Wisconsin than, yeah. than San Juan, I think. Just a little bit, right? It's just a bit. <laughs> just yeah, a bit. Just only about 40, 50 degrees cooler. Below. <laughs> Probably more than it. <laughs> Did you become a Green Bay fan when you were living out there? No, you know what? No, I didn't. I was so focused on the degree, on the classes, on the lab and everything that I really didn't spend a lot of time doing doing anything that was really fun. Okay, that's good. That's good. Now, did your, uh, your husband is also an engineer, right? Yep, he is. He's a computer engineer. Did you guys meet in, in any of your schooling or it just no. this coincidence? No, um, when I when I graduated from school in Puerto Rico, um, I looked for a job, and that's where we met here in Puerto Rico. And then I quit for four months after um, four months after I began working there. Actually, I quit and I moved to Wisconsin, and he basically followed me to Wisconsin. He traveled <laughs> back and forth for almost two years, and we talk a lot on the phone. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if there's a website, you know, in America, you, you probably don't know about this, but here on the, st in the state side, there's 
always commercials that come on TV called for farmers where, where farmers can, it's like a dating website. So I was like, maybe there's an engineers or something where engineers can date. Okay. So now that, that this is great. You are the first person who has kind of just like from childhood to what they studied in university to now what they do for a job full-time mm-hmm. uh, has stuck with the same thing. Now, uh, after graduating university, did you immediately start work as an engineer? Yes, I did. Um, I t- actually, it took like four months out, um, out of a kind of a leave and mm-hmm. took the exam to become a PA professional engineer. Um, and I passed. And right after I passed, I got a job and I began working as an engineer. Cool, cool. Now, so unlike many other people who get into Amazon or e-commerce, you know, a lot of them are, are frustrated with their job or they feel like it's not fulfilling. I mean, it sounds like you love your job. So I do. what inspired you? I mean, it obviously wasn't to to, to quit doing engineering. I mean, you, you, you're still an engineer today and mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that's your goal. But like what what made you even start investigating selling on Amazon? Selling on Amazon was by mistake. Oh, did you say mistake? It was a mistake. And this is going to be interesting. Like I've never heard that before. Selling on Amazon. Uh, is it, it was an accident. You know, it like, was whoops, an accident. I sold on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Let me hear this story. It was kind of an accident because um, I, I, I began selling on eBay actually. Um, at, right after graduation, I was um, working. I was an engineer. I was I was busy. One day I, I went back home and my mom said, you know, there's a box of things that you got to take out, donate or do something, but I don't want that box in here anymore. So um, in the box, I had books, Harry Potter books. And back then I didn't have a place to donate the books. So I decided, okay, there's this thing called eBay. Uh, every now and then I get a couple of things here and there and I know I can sell things in there. So I decided to put the, the books in eBay and they sold. Um, at that point, I didn't know anything about fees, about uh, marketing, about sourcing, about anything. But I was hooked. So um, I decided to keep selling in eBay. And I, I was selling in eBay for a couple of years, actually. Um, I began selling um, accessories. Well, was that a never-ending box of stuff that you're in no. from your house? Or are you just- <laughs> no, no. Um, I was, I was, I, I sold the books and then, um, one day I was buying accessories from, from a girl here and, um, I wanted more and she didn't bring the box. So I decided to go to the craft store. I got a couple of supplies. I made the accessories that I wanted for myself, but I end up with this huge lot of things that I was not going to use. So I decided to put them in eBay and they sold, they sold fairly, fairly quick. So then I began sourcing accessories from, um, from China and selling them in eBay. And it, it was a hobby. It wasn't something I was doing because I was having fun. It wasn't something that I was doing because I, I, I was growing a business. It was more of a you hobby. You didn't need the money. I mean, your, your salary needed, was, exactly. and your husband's salary is great. So exactly. like, it was kind of like the rush, like the rush of like exactly. having something and flipping it. It was cool. Okay. I think a lot of people can relate to that, uh, exactly. especially when they, people make their first sale. Exactly. It's cool. I was having fun. And then, um, after a while I had maybe 20, 30 packages every other day. So it was something, it was fun. My dad was even helping me. He, he was the one that took the packages he, when he was around, he took the packages to the, to the post office. So did, did you, oh, hold on, hold on. Did you just say 20 to 30 packages a day? Every other day. Um, every so other pro- day. So like, probably, like 10, 10 every day. 
you yeah, were, more you were selling more or less 10 15 yeah something like that and it, it was something i was doing for fun um of course i was uh i was getting uh money but it wasn't something that it was uh making me think about um quitting or yeah, yeah. changing my 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 the plan that i had at the moment so um yeah i was doing Wait, what that. year is this by the way um that everything began 2010 um, and I did that up until 2015. And that's when the mistake happened. Uh, well, the thing is that back then, Amazon wasn't really that big here in Puerto Rico. So um, I, I heard this, this that there is this website called Amazon. Um, I thought, you know, that's the place where I got to uh, the, that I um, got books when I was on an, an undergrad. So, okay, um, I'm going to open an account. I'm going to send a couple of units and I sent probably 20 units, um, three different products, the products that I had in eBay. And um, I didn't do anything with them. Nothing, nothing with them. Um, but Amazon began charging me, you know, the, the monthly fee. I'm like, okay, I got to do something with this thing because they're charging me. So I called them a couple of months and they waived the fee, um, which I don't think they do anymore. Um, so, um, I said, okay, they need extra paperwork. I have the paperwork. I'll send the paperwork and I'll sell the units. And then I'm going to close the account. And I'm going to be done with this thing. Uh, mm -hmm. guess what? The units sold, um, fairly fast, fairly quick without me doing anything to them. And the best part, I didn't have to ship them. They mm -hmm. did everything for, for me. So yeah, I was hooked. So. So, so then you, did you, did you stop selling on eBay after you, yes. you got more on Amazon? Yes. I stopped selling on eBay probably a couple of months after that. Um, and that was probably 20, 2015. And that's when I began looking, okay, how Amazon works. Um, I, be, I joined the, the, the group that you and I were in um, mm -hmm. at that time frame. Um, I began um, trying to make the products that I had in, in eBay, try to make them work in Amazon. And they yeah. did for a while, but that's not a long-term plan. So, um, mm. but, so I made a lot of mistakes and I learned a lot and here we are. Okay. So what was the most you ever made in one year on eBay? I mean, I mean, obviously this wasn't, you know, some seven figure business or, or six eBay, figure business on eBay, but. Uh, probably 3000. And this oh. was just selling little things here, here, or there, her, her and, and not, not worrying about, not worrying not about, worrying about rank or no, nothing. ads oh. or anything. Nothing. Wow. And, and then how about your first, what was your first full year in Amazon? Which year was that? I think probably 2016. 2016. And so your products that you were doing in those days were kind of just like what you were already doing on eBay. Mm -hmm. You weren't doing like product research and seeing where the opportunity was. You were just kind of like selling the kind of stuff that was interesting to you mm -hmm. and that you needed before too. Mm -hmm. And so in your first full year of Amazon, how, how much did you sell? I, at the top of my head, I really can't remember, but it was definitely more than a hundred thousand. It was, wow. it, so it, your it very was first year, big difference, huge difference. Yeah. So six figure business, almost just without even doing any product research. Oh, the old days were great, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, yes, they were. <laughs> So I'm assuming the profit margins were better because did you start sending product directly to Amazon instead of having yeah. to come to you first and then ship it? Well, they, yes, they did. Uh, yeah. Everything was shipped directly to Amazon, but I already knew the supplies. I had the relationships with them. So I wasn't concerned about um, 
any any quality issue. Were you doing any kind of, I mean, obviously I'm sure you're doing PPC, but were you doing any kind of other promotion or advertising for at any that of your products? Mom, at that moment, I wasn't big on PPC and I have a love-hate relationship with PPC. Um, I was doing, I think that um, the thing that everyone else was doing, trying to give away units and right. There you go. And okay. it worked. It, at, at that moment, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your peak year of just Amazon? Which year was it? Was it last year or 2018, 2017? It, it was last year. Um, it's been a while, right? Um, 2015, it wasn't my first year, but it was the first year that I played with it. Um, and I do remember that the holidays I saw, I was pregnant and in my baby moon in San Martin. And I sent um, probably 400 units and they sold. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you say baby moon? I was on my baby moon. It was kind of- What is that? That's kind of the honeymoon that you go, um, before your baby's born. Hey, I never knew about that existing. I had my two kids so long ago. I would have wanted to go on a baby moon. (laughs) Yeah. Was that only for you or your husband could go too? He, he, he went with me. (laughs) Yeah. Come on now. Hey, I didn't know- uh, all right, here. That, I just learned about something. Everybody, uh, <laughs> all, all, all husbands who are listening to the show are now upset with you because now all their wives who are the ones who are pregnant, they're going to be asking for a baby moon in addition to honeymoon now. But I think it's a good, I think it's a great idea. It was awesome. All right. Anyway, so you're on your baby, baby moon. I was on the baby Continue. moon and um, it was, I was huge and we were in St. Martin and I was learning about Amazon and it was the first holiday season and I had the app and sales, you know, kept coming and it, it was, it was awesome. After that, I was hooked. Um, 2016, um, I had a baby and I launched one product. I started moving away from the products that I had that I transitioned from eBay to Amazon. I started slowing, um, moving some of those away. Um, cause eBay and Amazon are two completely different monsters. Um, mm-hmm. so I move away from from those, um, 2017, I said, this is the year we are going to rock this year. So I prepared, 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 prepared. And then we got hit with the, with the hurricane. So, um, that was a rough year. Um, but we yeah, made it, yeah. we made it. Um, um, it was also more than a hundred and it was a great, great, great holiday season. Um, I had the opportunity to go, um, stay with my, um, with my uncle for couple of weeks, um, uh, after the hurricane. And, um, you know what, um, that basically saved the business. What was special about those two weeks that you said that it saved the business? Like what was so special about that? Uh, because before the hurricane, everything was on its way to the warehouse. Uh, mm-hmm. and there are a couple of other, um, orders that had to be paid and fulfilled. So those two weeks let me um, communicate with the supplier, make sure that they sent everything to the warehouse, make sure that they um, had the labels, make sure that um, everything was working properly. And we even found out problems with the, with the products before they hit the, um, the warehouse. So we had to fix all of those. Um, Puerto Rico didn't have any communications. Uh, Puerto Rico was basically shut down. So if I was in Puerto Rico, uh, all okay. of that investment, you know, was going to be uh, stuck at a port or at another warehouse. Okay. So as you expanded and, and moved away from, from the eBay things, were, were you still kind of staying in the same niche 
Um, no, when we no, when we were in eBay, we were selling mostly her accessories. That's what we were doing. Right now, we are moving away from the accessories. Um, we are more into toys. Okay. So you said 2019 was your, your biggest year yet. Uh, mm-hmm. What were your gross sales about in 2019? Almost $180,000. $180,000. And what kind of profit margins are you able to have on that? Probably around 30%. 30%. So you were able to clear, you know, at least $50,000 yeah. extra and you're working full time. Do you have any employees or, or virtual assistants? I had one and I didn't work. Um, right now, I do not have a virtual assistant. Um, almost everything is done by myself. And I do have someone that is helping me this year with promotions and with ranking and, and all of those things. But most, it's mostly myself. So working full-time, and I know engineers work even more than full-time sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many hours a week are you, are you putting into your, your Amazon business? Not as much as I would like. Um, probably five, six stops. Five to six. Guys, are, are you listening to this? She, she was able to build a business that's grossing 180, making at least $50,000 profit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's with putting five to six hours because she has a full-time job. Yeah. And so that to me is success. Like I said, I've said this a million times, you know, success isn't a, a figure. It, it depends on somebody's own personal goal. So like some people say, Hey, I want to start selling on Amazon to be able to make, you know, 500 or gross 500,000, be able to have profit of a hundred thousand. So I can quit my main job. That was never Yaiksa's goal. She wants some side income, you know, maybe nice college fund or it is able a college, to fund. college fund or maybe more baby moons, uh, <laughs> in the future, who knows, but, but that's like, you're pretty happy. Like I, you're pretty satisfied with, with how your, your life is right now. Would yeah. you say? Oh yeah. It, I'm not going to lie. It's not easy. Uh, but it's totally worth it. Now tell me about being, you know, working full time, mm-hmm. doing a, a, maybe an hour a day of Amazon and being a mother. Do you, do you still only have one? Uh, I child? still only have one. It is so okay. hard. I'm not going to lie. It is really hard on um, days like today. I really haven't had the opportunity to spend a lot of time with him. Uh, are, are you trying to make me feel bad that I'm pulling you into this podcast? <laughs> I'm taking the family time away. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, guys. We'll, we'll make this short. No, 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 no. Giving no. me a guilty trip here. I'll, I'll take him to, um, he likes French though, so I'll, I'll take him out tomorrow. Um, no, I'm not going to lie. It's, re- it's really, really hard. Uh, and you got to focus. Um, there's a reason of why you are doing things. And it's because of him. It's because you want something better for you, for your family. And you want to have a safety net. Um, I do work as an engineer. I love being an engineer. But if something happens tomorrow, I have a safety net. I have something that I can do that it's going to help me sustain my family and sustain myself. Okay. That's, that's great. I love hearing that. And, and, and still, you know, five, five to six hours a week, but it's not like you're in an office having to work in your Amazon. You can do that from home. Mm-hmm. I and do so that you're still home. with your, your, your child there. So that's great. Now let's talk a, a little bit about some of the bumps, you know, that have happened on the road. What, what are some of the obstacles you've had? I mean, obviously the hurricane really messed you up, but anything is supply chain, yes. um, Hurricane. Uh, hijackers, whatever. Oh, yeah. All of the both. Um, hijackers. We had a problem with when we transitioned the products from eBay to Amazon. It was nonstop. 
Um, right now, we do not put out anything that it's it's off the shelf. Um, so that's one way to avoid that. Um, another problem, a big problem that we had last year was that we had been working with this supplier. And out of the blue, he decided to um, source um, zippers from another supplier. Guess what? They had lead. We didn't know about it. Um, so the cargo was detained at the port. And uh, we were not able to to sell it. We had to hire a lawyer and we're actually still um, fighting that battle. Um, and it wasn't, it's something that you cannot avoid because you do your inspection, you send your products to the lab, they do the testing, but then the supplier changed the, um, to its supplier. So, um, so please do inspections and work okay. with your suppliers. <laughs> yeah. So what was the worst thing that like really, I mean, I mean, maybe not made you think, Hey, I'm going to quit, but just like, Oh my God, what am I going to do You know, when it happened? Um, work that problem with the supplier was awful because you have this investment and you are probably not gonna um, recover it. Um, and it's so close to the holidays. It's so close to the season. So you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to recover it. Plus now you are in problems with the government because now the government's, um, it's going to hold you accountable for that because it's product for kids. So you gotta be, um, make, you gotta make sure that it's safe for them. So it, it was. It was hard. Okay. Now, what was something on the flip side? Like something that just was incredible how it happened. Like maybe, you know, one of your products went viral or you barely did anything. All of a sudden it starts selling. Well, yeah, I don't want to scare everybody about, about the bad things, but what, what are some of the good things that, that have come from your, your business? The good thing is that that year, 2017, when we were hit with the hurricane, I developed this product that it was something that we did last minute. And today, that's our main product. It's something that we didn't do a lot of research. It was something that we thought it was going to work. It was something that it's something that was um, that we were able to tie with the philosophy. So uh, we put it out and it began selling. We ran out of stock. And then every every now and then we have problems keeping up with the stock. So lucky. That's great. That's great. Now, how has your strategy changed over the years? Obviously selling in 2016, 2017, there are so many things that have changed. What are some of the big changes that you have had to make in, in your strategy, whether it's launch, whether it's PPC, whether it's product selection, what are some of the changes that you've had to make? Um, of course, product selection, um, not doing anything that it's um, basically off the shelf because you're going to get hijackers. So invest in your product, invest in your brand um, is something that you want for the long term. It's not something that you want to do all of this work and have someone else taking advantage of it. Um, rankings, um, I'm still learning about that, but of course not um the way we rank before is not how we rank anymore. So um, that's a big change. PPC, uh, learning to do PPC. I worked with a company for over a year um, and it didn't work. They weren't able, ever, um, able to make um, the campaigns being profitable. So um, PPC, it's one of those. It's not the same way it was before. Um, and 2018, it's, it's, um, the year that we are going to focus on quality and be lean. That is something that I didn't really put a lot of attention before. 
Um, but now that we have the experience, now that I've been doing this for a couple of years, I know that um, everything adds up at the end of the day. So be lean. Okay. Now, now tell me like how a typical day works. There might be mothers out there, fathers out there. They're working full time. They want to start Amazon and they're maybe really intrigued at listening to you because, you know, you are exactly what, what they're doing. You, you have a, a child and you're, you're married and you work full time. So what's a typical day work for you? Like, you know, when you leave the house, when you come home from your job, you know, what, what you do on Amazon, like, what do you do in that one hour? You know, how, how do you, how do you make sure your, your time is balanced and make sure you, you have family time. Can you walk us through like a typical day? It's just, there's not a thing as a typical day. (laughs) (laughs) It it is a constant struggle. I'm not going to lie. Um, the phone helps a lot because, for example, if I have a break from work, you, I'm going to be looking at my messages. I'm going to be looking if there's a question from someone. I'm going to be looking at it. And, and then I'll go on and I'll have a bazillion meetings and due dates and deadlines and, and all of that. Um, then come home, um, take the dogs out. If you have to cook, um, prep um, his snacks for the next day, um, bath. And then, um, when he goes to bed, then you work. Um, cause it's, it's during at night here is daytime in China. So you got to make sure that you connect with your suppliers, that you make sure that everything is in order and that you, um, if you have to work on your listing or if you have to work on your pictures, you have this, um, someone that is helping you with the pictures. That's when you do it. And, that's people are usually watching TV or spending their time in Facebook. Um, that's when I'm actually working. And then I go to bed and the next day we do the same thing. Okay. And, and now, I mean, you've been doing this for a few years now and, mm-hmm. and things, uh, things, things are working out. Uh, yeah. We're going to get into what your like top strategy or 30 second strategy it could be about Amazon, could be about picking where to go on your baby moon or whatever. But, but before then we're going to play what I call the search volume game. All right. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to give you three keywords. These are keyword phrases. Do not cheat. Do not have it open on (laughs) on magnet or Cerebro and helium 10. Okay. But here's the three keywords and you are going to, and I'm going to give you three different search volumes from longest to shortest. It's engineering notebook, engineering paper and engineer gifts. Okay. Oh, wow. Now here are, here are the three search volumes. It's going to go from most to least. All right. One of these keywords is searched for between seven and 8,000 times a month. Another one is searched for about 3000 times a month. Okay. And another one is about 1000. So again, engineering paper, engineering gifts, engineering notebook, which one goes to which search volume? Um, engineering gifts. I think goes to seven to eight. Um, engineering book, probably 1000 because that's probably something that is someone from school it's looking for. And engineering paper, 3000. Engineering notebook it is though, not engineering book, but oh, engineering notebook. notebook. Oh, notebook. Oh, yes. then that's going to be 3000. Engineering paper one. Okay. And engineering gifts. Engineering paper is the 1000. Yeah. And engineer okay. All right. You 3, got 000. one right. You got one right. The, the correct answer is engineering gifts is only 1,300. So, or really? engineer gifts. So like 
do you guys not have many friends or, or something? Why don't people want to buy gifts for engineers? I'm surprised. You know, they, they, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, oh my goodness. All right. And then engineering notebook is 3000 and engineering paper is 7,600. Really? Yes. So there you have it. I mean, the reason why I always do this game is to show people that's even some, an expert in the field, the way that you search certain things is not the same as what maybe other engineers or other people searching for engineer things are, are searching for. So we always need to look at the data. So speaking of looking at the data and using tools like Helium 10, how do you, you use Helium 10 in your mm-hmm. business? Yeah, I do. So what, what kind of, what's your favorite tool? Hard to decide. Um, I really like the extension. Um, I do love, I'm kind of addicted to the tracker. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like scribbles for, um, to optimize in the listing and make sure that I have the keywords that I want to, um, that I'm, or that I'm going to be working on, um, extension, the refunds. I, I like that one too. So. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Real quick. What, what is your 30 second tip? Like, so something, uh, this is what we call the TST 30 second tip. What is something you can say in 30 seconds or less? And everybody always goes over time, but I'm hoping Yikes, uh, you're, you're going to stick uh, to by 30 seconds, something valuable that some strategy that you can give us something you do with your business or, or could be just about home life or whatever that, that you think would be valuable to our listeners today. I said, do not be afraid of making mistakes. There's a learning curve to everything. And the only way that you are going to learn is through your mistakes um, take calculators risk. If something is too good to be true, it's probably too good. Um, and if something is, um, really hard, um, there's probably a reason for that. Um, do not give up and take calculators risks. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Now, you know, one th- a couple of years ago, a year ago, you ran into some like, what was it? Overstock issues. And you had to, ah, yes. you had to remove some inventory. And I mm-hmm. actually, you know, that was one of my side businesses I used to run where since I have a warehouse at my house, I kind of turned it over mm-hmm. to my, my family. What necessitated that? Like, why did you have to get a whole bunch of product? I remember we all for like two weeks, we were getting shipments from all your yeah. products. I'm like, oh my goodness. How many products did you remove? Oh, how many, uh, I think more than 500 units for sure. Um, it was because Amazon changed the rules back then. They, they are constantly changing the rules and the amount that they were going to charge for um, that extra storage was insane. And that was also going to limit the capability that we were going to have to send more inventory. So, mm, yeah. That was it. So that's that's an, another thing that could come up. By the way, guys, show, show you I'm a terrible businessman. Uh, I never even charge Yaixa for that. So if you're if you're out there, everybody's got all of a sudden gonna be sending me messages. Bradley, we want to use your warehouse services because you don't charge it. But that was only for my 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 special friend Yaixa. And I figured next time I go to Puerto Rico, you can help me with my Airbnb or we can stay at your house or something. Yeah, uh, like that. For but, sure. But no te voy a cobrar. No te voy a cobrar for that. So you don't you don't have to pay me. For sure. I- and and I I do have Airbnb in Orlando, so if you want to stay there, you just have to send me a message, and we we can. Also, oh, you have you you have a house in in Orlando that, that I you have a house rent in out. Orlando. We have a house in Orlando, and that's part of the business and the whole idea. Um, you have to branch out. Um, you cannot depend on only one channel. Having the extra income, even though they yeah, that's for the you know college fund for later, but at the same time it allows you to do things with more ease of mind mm-hmm. knowing that, Hey, you know, even if my company shuts down, it's not like I'm going to zero. I'm going to lose the house right away. I got this exactly. other income coming in. Exactly. Yeah. 
that's the whole point of this. It. And and that goes along the line of take calculated risk. You are going to have to risk something, but do it knowing your facts, um, doing, do it knowing what you are getting into. Cool. Cool. So I, I need to get, if I would have known that, I would have ask you more questions about that, but uh, I'm going to get some Amazon sellers who, who do Airbnb. Cause I do think that that is an excellent stream of income that, you know, Amazon can, can help you with, because I have heard of other sellers doing that. So we'll talk about that in the next episode, because in 2021, I want to get you back here and let's see, let's see how your sales are doing. Let's see how family life is and, and all that stuff. Does that sound good? Awesome. Perfect. All right. Yeah. I say thank you so much for joining us. And if anybody has any questions, you can all, she's a very frequent poster in the Helium 10 users mm -hmm. uh, Facebook group and FBA high roller. So you mm -hmm. can, you can say hi to her there and say you were inspired by her episode. And at the very least, I want to hear about all the new baby moons that people are doing now because of this uh, episode. <laughs> I almost want to have another kid. I haven't had a kid in 15 years. I almost want to have a kid just so I can do a baby moon. Go, go to the, go on the baby moon, forget the kid. <laughs> there we go. Well, all right. Yikes. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you in 2021. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.